You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 23. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and professional certified coach. Welcome to all of our new listeners. I've noticed we've had an influx of new listeners. And of course, I would like to welcome back all of you who have been with us all along, who listen regularly and are subscribed to the show. It is awesome to have you here and continue to learn and grow with one another. You know, as coaches, we have a desire, perhaps you would even call it a mission, to work with our clients to help them gain clarity about their goals, to partner with them to reach those goals. I've been a coach instructor for many years, and one of the challenges that I hear voiced and that I see coaches struggle with is how to help their clients move past blocks in their thinking and habits of behavior that are just not serving them. Prior to coming into coaching, I was working as a therapist and I continue to be a licensed therapist. And the boundaries between coaching and therapy are really an important distinction. We do need to stay true to the boundaries of coaching and not venture into the world of therapy. Yet, There has to be a way as a coach to also help our clients with their blocks and counterproductive behaviors that make it so difficult for our clients to gain that understanding or to move beyond when they're just stuck. This is a concept that I teach in my cognitive coaching classes to help us examine the power of the client's model of the world that's based on their experiences, their upbringing, values, and culture. And then as coaches, we use the power of our words and our inquiry and our curiosity to help the client reframe and build new awareness that creates different perspectives and new options. In today's show, we're going to explore another technique a technique that helps remove blocks that inhibit clients from moving forward. It was created by Dr. Deborah Sandella, the author of Goodbye Hurt and Pain, Seven Simple Steps to Health, Love, and Success. The technique we're going to be looking at is called RIM, and it's an unprecedented inner 21st century technology for regenerating sabotaging images in memory, for greater personal and professional success. As a matter of fact, the RIM Essential Program is an approved coach training through the ICF for 36 hours of continuing education. So this technique has been approved by the ICF to be used by coaches to help unblock clients. Our guest today is Master RIM Facilitator, Kathy Sparrow. She's returning to the show to share her experience with using RIM as a technique with her coaching clients to move them past those blocks, gain new awareness, and show up in their lives the way that they really want to be. So let's go to our interview with Kathy Sparrow. 
Kathy, I want to welcome you back to the show. Thank you for coming back due to some listeners requesting that you come back. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Well, it's good. One of my other favorite topics. Okay, so Kathy joined the show a couple weeks ago and was sharing about being a coach for authors and how to get your book out there so that you can connect with your clients. So if you haven't caught Kathy's first interview, you're going to want to go back and listen to that. In the midst of that interview, we talked about or you touched on something called RIM, a technique that you use with your clients, which raised awareness and curiosity. The listeners wanted to know more about RIM. So Kathy, what is RIM? What is RIM? I am going to read the description out of my mentor's book, and it's Deb Zandela's Goodbye, Hurt and Pain, Seven Simple Steps for Health, Love and Success, because it's very eloquent and it's just easier for me to read it than I'll go into describing it anyway. But in the back of her book, she has a Q&A about RIM. And the question is, what is RIM? RIM, or Regenerating Images and Memory, is a client-generated, body-centered process that activates one's native emotional system to stimulate dramatic emotional and physical healing, greater insight, creativity, and effective problem solving. Wow, that's quite a bit. It is. And it does all that. And let's see, I had my first experience with RIM in 2010, fall 2010. I was at a Jack Canfield training and Deb was in the room offering sessions and I took her up on one. And it was the most profound experience I had. I was actually in the midst of kind of a marital crisis and didn't know whether to stay to go. We had already been separated once and it still didn't get any better, but I'm always digging, making sure I've done everything I can. And in that RIM session, I realized that I was looking for my father's approval from my husband at the time. And with that awareness, I was able to go back home from the training and say, okay, we're just playing out a pattern from my past here, you know, looking for your approval. And, you know, when I surmised that he was probably looking for my approval to compensate for his issues with his mother. And I said, let's just start a clean slate. Well, never happened. It's a clean slate. But that awareness was just so profound that it was life-changing. And it was probably four months later, I had started training with Jack in his Train the Trainer program. And Deb walked up to me and said, I think you'd be a great facilitator. Would you consider coming into my training? And so that was in 2011. So I went through that program became a certified room facilitator. And then in 2013, I became a master room facilitator. And I use it a lot. I was going to say I did my master's thesis in that program on PTSD and how it's used for that too. And I dealt with a lot of really traumatic issues with people mm-hmm. in a really profound way. And I've helped people break through writer's block. So it's like really helpful across the gamut. As a matter of fact, the RIM Essential Program is an ICF-approved training for 36 CCEs. So what do you say when we deal with the issue that coaching is primarily present to future and that getting into these past embedded beliefs could conceivably be looked more as therapy than as coaching? How do you respond to something like that? Okay, so first of all, as a RIM facilitator, we do not work with people who are diagnosed mentally ill unless their therapist comes to us and says, you know, we have an agreement to work with a client 
Who's both in therapy and coaching. So and there's an intake sheet. So are you, yes, people could lie, but you can kind of tell too. So that's off the table. If anybody's really mentally, but everybody's got blocks. Everybody occasionally gets mildly depressed, especially creative people. If we're not actively practicing our craft, depression, you know, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) you know, and all sorts of things. We start raiding the fridge and stuff. But so to me, that's not a mental illness. It's not something that we're going to cross that boundary line. And as someone who's studied, you know, my academic degree is in, you know, narrative theory and how those messages from the past impact us and create this situation where we're expected to behave a certain way. There's also times in our life where we do experience traumatic experiences, whether we've been sexually abused, whether we've witnessed a crime, you know, anything like that, where that's going to put a belief into us where it's going to inhibit our ability to move forward. And I will give you an example that came up to me last year, a personal. I can't remember whether it was in a classroom or in a mastermind group. I teach English as well, but I also teach it based on, you know, looking at argument, looking at great leaders in the world and teaching leadership at the same time. So I know I had in my radar Martin Luther King, but I think it was at my mastermind. I suddenly realized that But between the ages of five and eight, I had witnessed three great leaders in our world being assassinated because they were speaking out. JFK, Martin Luther King, and Bobby Kennedy. And I went, holy crow, that's why I'm afraid to step out. It's not that I play a small game. I play a game, I have up until that point, I was playing a game where it was safe, where I was not allowing myself to be as visible as I could be didn't make any sense. And I know my coaching tools and I've gone through coaching. I continue to get mentoring, but I needed that realization from the past to be able to move forward. So by building that awareness, it gave you new options. It gave you different choices to make. It got something out of your way that was very powerful because you weren't even aware that it was there. Right. I wasn't aware it was there. I was like, wow, no wonder. So with that awareness, if I stop now, if I feel myself hesitating, I go, is it a hesitation because of fear? Or is it hesitation because my intuition is telling me it's not right time, not right person, not right circumstance. So that awareness has to be there. Unless we go back, and as Steve Jobs says, connect the dots, we can't move forward. So that's what you help your clients do with RIM. Tell me a little bit about what would RIM be like? I know this because I've done a session with you, but the audience doesn't. So what would a session of RIM look like? So I do most of my work over Skype or phone. It does not have to be in person. In fact, I kind of like when I get my own not to be. I'd like to be able to go to sleep afterwards and just kind of zen out. So it's a really comfortable, I'd like to say it's comfortable, process where I am actually listening to my client for clues as to what's coming up. I start my sessions with just having the client close their eyes and then just start breathing. And I'll say something, you know, to feel the surface between beneath you and representing the universe supporting you. And at some point, it could be in the beginning, it could be a little bit further in, we ask for a spiritual resource to come in. Just allowing, you know, I really encourage the client just to allow whoever, whatever shows up to pop in. And I've had everything from relatives who have passed to, I'm laughing because one of my clients said, and you know how we used to dress up clothespins? 
Yes. She had three, actually this friend of mine, three clothespins show up. But then another person, I remember this Black Panther showing up. Client not too long ago had her deceased husband. So it's anybody who's going to offer guidance, make you support. feel mm-hmm. safe. I often have Mother Mary show up, I have a devotional to her, even though I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. She is just a very strong presence in my life. So the spiritual resource comes in, and then I just say, you know, usually there's an intention. There's a reason to have a rim session. It could be a writer's block. It could be just not, not able to get started. You know, whatever the intention is, I'll say, you know, find that area in your body that represents the intention we set before the session. And then it's usually emotional. You know, there's an emotional backing. But as soon as we take that emotion and give it a shape or a texture, emotion is out there. It can be overwhelming. But as soon as we say, oh, it looks like, you know, whatever shows up, whether it's a softball, you know, or a pumpkin, whatever it might be, it becomes something that's tangible and workable. And then we actually use that object, often it's an object, sometimes it's a dialogue. And every session's different. There is no cookie cutter. Right. It's like, because every client's different, there are going to be certain images from the client's past that come up that we work with. So dialoguing is a big part of it. And then oftentimes a resolution is through seeing the future where the spiritual resource puts up a movie screen and then we're seeing maybe our next action steps. So you can actually use this to move a client forward and to move them into their future. It's not all about staying in the past. It's about uncovering belief systems, much like we do with cognitive coaching, kind of looking at what are the belief systems that are getting in the way, but you're doing so almost through like a mindfulness kind of exercise, huh? Right. We're using guided imagery a lot. It's kind of a combination of somatic therapy, you know, using the body centered. Our bodies are our guidance system. Exactly. We can't separate body from mind from, yeah. And what we're doing, and the other thing about our mind is our mind doesn't know. That's why setting goals and visualization works. Our mind doesn't know that it isn't already real. So we can actually go back in the past and have our voice in situations where we haven't felt heard. For instance, I was told by my guidance counselor, I'd never be a writer. I remember you telling us that yeah, in our so, first interview. Uh, it's like, and so now I coach writing. I've got a book coming out in like two weeks. Like, you know, I've, I've proved it many times over. You know, he was all wrong. But in one of my room sessions, I went back and actually said, how dare you tell me I'd never be a writer? Who are you to judge me? You don't know me. We just met, right? Mm-hmm. And so by giving voice to that, that cleared up some of my blog because he was like sitting in the background all the time going, you're never going to be a writer. Right. Way more powerful than he had a right to be. Yeah. Exactly. And before RIM, I remember I was the day before I was going to defend my thesis and I was in a heap on the floor because that overwhelming, oh my God, I'll never be a writer. You know, who am I to be doing this was weighing on me because some man back when I was in eighth grade said, you're never going to be a writer. I said I wanted to be in the theater too, and he didn't even address that. So now I speak. So that's my theater in front of the classroom. So when I was able to go back in a room session and tell him he was a full of crap, felt empowered from that, right? Mm-hmm. So then fast forward in the movie part of the room, I was able to see my next steps and get through some projects that were pretty huge. 
Okay. So you are able to use this tool with your clients to both kind of uncover those belief systems that are getting in the way, empower them to maybe reconfront them or put in new dialogue, and then begin their movie forward and those next steps. Excellent. What are some of the things that you talked about writer's block that you work with your clients and they can get past writer's block sometimes with this? What are some other examples, just brief examples of things that people have used RIM to become empowered and maybe meet goals? Weight loss is one of them. Several people have done weight loss with me. De-stressing. De-stressing. Making decisions. So getting past block of whatever that block is that's getting in the way of moving forward. Yeah, well, we can actually, yeah, look at two sides of the choices and go work with that. Okay, so I think of this couple that came to me several years ago. They were supposed to be married like within a couple months, I think it was, and she was ready to call it off. And this man was a veteran and very guarded, even physically, very muscular kind of, mm-hmm. not very emotionally connected, you know, was there, but not emotionally connected. And so she came, decided she was going to hang in there a little bit. And then he called me and said, I want a session. And in that session, we discovered that he walled himself off as a very young boy. He'd his father was in the Navy too and, and on subs. So when you're on a submarine, you have no contact with anybody. I'm a military mom, so I can, like, <laughs> I'm aware of what goes on in, the, in there. And so he was traumatized by his father leaving. And then a few years later, his brother left to go to school. So he was like, I'm not going to get close. People are going to leave, right? And he'd been divorced once too. Well, I'm happy to say that. He was cute. When he left, I did this in person. He said, you almost made me cry. Mm-hmm. Next time you'll make me cry. And they got married. And someone I know was at the wedding and said, he teared up. He choked wow. up. And it was like, and I see them occasionally. And it's just really loving father. Mm-hmm. You know, very demonstrative and very affectionate with his wife. So it's really, ooh. Yeah. Just, ooh. Great stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is great stuff. So, you know, that kind of thing. It's just really heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It runs the gamut. It's like there's almost nothing that can't be addressed with REM. How has it changed your presence as a coach to be able to provide this kind of barrier breaker for your clients? For me, and I'm not saying this doesn't already happen with other people, but I feel like I'm able to stay more in that. Well, I've often been told I create a sacred space for my Mm -hmm. clients, that there's a different, and I feel it in myself, there's a different presence about me from when I was just coaching, and I use that, to where I now, you know, as a master, I've learned that I can handle just about, (laughs) well, I also know something never comes up that we can't handle, whether it's the client or the practitioner. I'm able to really hold space for people to feel that emotion and trust that they're not going to get stuck there and then move on. And I also know that now that I have RIM in my toolbox, I could be using every single coaching tool I have, and that person's not going to get over that block until we go back and figure out why. I had a client who recently took a break from his writing, and then we reconnected just to have coaching, Mm -hmm. just half-hour touch base. And then I finally said, 
we need to do rim. And the interesting thing that came up is that he wasn't making room for his writing because he thought he had to take care of everybody else first. And it stemmed back to feeling regret over breaking up with a girlfriend in junior high school because she was so upset. So he had this thing, oh, I got to make everybody happy. Right. And so we did that. Now he's in action again. You know, we did the rim session. He said, I'm sorry, it's just not right. And then we move forward. He's in action again. I got several pages of writing from him in the last two weeks. So not only the timeline, his outline is flushed out. He's writing, he's actively writing. That was not going to happen because we were already doing the coaching. Mm -hmm. Get that out of the way. Good. So when have you had experience, if you have, that when you tap into those embedded beliefs that you've ended up having to refer somebody? Have you had the experience where you had to refer that person then on to therapy or have you been able to get everyone to begin to move forward then? There was one client that came to me from her doctor mm-hmm. and she needed more. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to the doctor and said, this isn't going to work. So you are aware that there might be times that isn't a fit, but you certainly can help your coaching clients get to that next level with this as an additional tool. Absolutely. I know where my boundaries are mm-hmm. and I know what I want to work with and what I, and I think that's the clear thing is as long as we know our own boundaries mm-hmm. and know who our ideal client is and who's not. Right. And that's really important. One, we want to attract those people, or if we do, is sometimes I think they're tests. We have the knowledge. We can trust our own intuition to say, you know, this isn't going to work. And there are people that I don't work well with. I think that's part of getting real clear about who our ideal client is, right? Yeah. So that we can bring them the best and we can connect to get the client to the best possible place. Right. And I've had like initial sessions with people where I go, this is not a fit or this isn't working and that you need to do some other work. So mm-hmm. very clear about that. Good. So if somebody were interested in learning more about RIM, what would you recommend is the best way to get some more information into what that process is like? So for one, I have some information on my website, kathysparrow.com. You know, it's always start with the book. You know, start with Deb's book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome primer. Mm-hmm. And that will be posted on our resource page. So if anybody wants to figure out what that's all about. And then her website is RIM Institute, R-I-M Institute. So that has a lot of resources. There's some videos there that I actually filmed with Deb several years ago that goes through the process of how it came to her. Okay. Her, Yeah, I guess it's a very long, eloquent, beautiful story. She recounts it in this book, her book as well. So. Good. So as you were looking to put different tools into your coaching toolbox to be the best coach you could be for your clients, RIM really resonated with you. Yes, because I had personal experience with it. I'm the type of person has to test it first and then put it into action. So I'm not going to advocate for something that I don't actually practice myself. Right. I have regular sessions with a friend of mine. We trade sessions and just kind of clear the gunk. And I was going to say, what does having those regular sessions for you, I think you told me before the interview about once a month, you get together with your friend and you kind of clear the gunk. What does clear the gunk mean to you? Clear the gunk, I know. You know, 
we can only take our clients as far as we've been. And I was told that a long time ago by a man that I was doing some physical training with. I was actually helping him write his book and he made me go through his program. And this man was like constantly in the gym and he says, I have to continually up-level my game or I can't take my clients any further. And Jack Canfield says the same thing. He says, we can never take our clients past where we are. And so I feel it's my responsibility to constantly be growing and becoming more self-aware. And my specialty really in coaching, it may be writing, but it's about self-leadership. It's about really becoming more confident in expressing ourselves in the world, whether it's through writing, through interviews, through just stepping into a classroom as a teacher or into your team at work. So for me, you know, life gets busy. You know, we can kind of chug along, chug along, chug along, and we can kind of tamp down those things that kind of maybe ripple us and we just go, I'm not dealing with that. You know, whether it's something somebody says to us or maybe not getting those subtle messages like, oh, there's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So if we're not fully present in ourselves, we're going to miss those opportunities or we're going to push those other situations aside where we may need to say something. And then that stuff sort of bubbles up. So for me, having a regular rim session allows me to be aware of maybe those things that I may have pushed aside. Okay. Because I'm busy, you know? And it kind of helps you reconnect with what's important and clear away the excess stuff that life gives us sometimes. And I also use it to help me make decisions, you know? Change is a constant. And mm-hmm. so there's, in my life, there are periods where big changes happen and it's like, I have to sit back. And so those room sessions help me actually look at the options and move forward. Thank you for being willing to share an insight into that sort of barrier breaker that you use with your clients. I'm a huge fan of helping our clients get embedded beliefs out of the way. It's one of the things I love about the cognitive coaching that I do. And I know that the RIM kind of brings in some more mindfulness and some more mind-body experience. And we can't separate that. That's part of who we are as human beings. Yet many of us walk days and days and months and years without that connection. Yeah. There are people who lifetimes just unconsciously go through life not realizing that their decisions that they're making right now are direct reflection of something that might have happened when they were children. Mm -hmm. No babies even. Toddlers. And that's like, wow. You know, I know... I'd had rim many years ago, I would have made some different decisions in my life. (laughs) However, every decision's made you who you are. So that's right. No, and it's all perfect. It's all perfect. But I'm really happy where I'm at. And life is good. Well, thank you for taking the time to share with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And I just appreciate your wisdom. I want to thank Kathy for sharing both her personal experience with RIM, as well as how she uses the technique with her clients in today's interview. If you would like more information about Kathy Sparrow or RIM training or Dr. Deb Sandella's book, visit our resource page at starcoachshow.com. And as I stress every week, be certain to go to the contact page while you're on the site to sign up for our ongoing book giveaway. 
This is the final week for Turbocharge by Terry Levine. We will be drawing a name for that book this week. So if you haven't already, be sure to get your name in the drawing. Kathy has also promised her best-selling book, Ignite the Leader Within. So that's going to be in an upcoming book giveaway. Be sure to get your name in. You can't win a book if you're not in the drawing. As we talked about last week, I would love for you to join the discussion on the Star Coach Show Facebook page. In today's interview, maybe some thoughts came up for you about how you work with clients to help them move past blocks. What your thoughts are about the RIM technique or cognitive coaching. Any thoughts that you might have about how you're working as a coach in these situations would be great fuel for the discussion on the Star Coach Show Facebook page. So join us. You know, I spent much of the weekend working on the membership site, uploading awesome content into the site, including unedited video interviews so that you can see behind the scenes and meet our guests in a whole new way. I uploaded so many bonus questions that our guests gave for the membership site, other behind the scenes looks as well as lining up trainings, book discussions, and so much more. So the membership site's launch is getting closer and closer, and I just want you to be ready for it, and more information will come. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success.